The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the 1939 Tennessee Volunteers, undefeated, untied, unscored upon in the regular season. Tennessee's first season was in 1891. The early years for the Volunteers were, as Jerry Garcia once said, a long, strange trip. In 1904, the Volunteers were shut out in six consecutive games. And then the next season, 1905, Tennessee started out the season 2-0. They went on to be shut out in four of the next seven games. And extending into the 1906 season, they were shut out in 11 of 16 games. By 1907, the Volunteers finally turned the tables on their opponents. That year, the Volunteers' defense shut out seven of the 10 teams they faced. In 1926, Tennessee hired Robert Nealon, General Robert Nealon, From 1926 to 1938, Nealon's volunteers posted six undefeated teams and two one-loss teams. The 1928 season saw a matchup of Tennessee and Alabama that was to be played on the third Saturday of October. And so this epic clash on this epic date began. And while Tennessee ended the game 3-0, they were prohibitive underdogs. How big of an underdog? Well, prior to the game, Nealon asked Alabama coach Wallace Wade if the game got out of hand, could they end it early? Tennessee won 15 to 13. The year before the 1939 season, the 1938 Tennessee Volunteers posted an 11-0 record. They won the national championship. No team got within a touchdown of the balls that season. That team shut out the final five teams they faced that season. So entering the 1939 season, there was a high expectation at Rocky Top, riding a 13 consecutive victory streak back to 1937, five consecutive shutouts, they faced North Carolina State on opening day. They shut out North Carolina State 13 to 0. In week two, they shut out Swanee 40 to nothing. In week three, they shut out Chattanooga 28 to nothing. And on week four, they had Rose number five in the polls, where they met number eight, Alabama. They shut out the Crimson Tide 21 to nothing. By week five, they had Rose number one in the nation. They faced Mercer and they shut them out 17 to nothing. On week six, they faced number 18, LSU, shut them out 20 to nothing, then proceeded to shut out the Citadel 34 to nothing, then the belt 13 to nothing, Kentucky 19 to nothing, and then finally, on the last game of the season against Auburn, ranked number two in the nation now, they shut out the Auburn Tigers 7 to nothing. They were offered a trip to the Rose Bowl where they accepted, where they would face number three, USC. When Tennessee arrived in Pasadena for the Rose Bowl, the Rocky Top faithful had camped outside the hotel. But the team remained focused. They sequestered themselves in the hotel room. So on January 1st, 1940, the Rose Bowl, with over 103,000 fans in attendance, number two Tennessee entered the game 13-0, undefeated, untied, and unscored upon, writing a string of not only 23 consecutive victories dating back to 1937, 
but a 15-game shutout streak. But the Volunteers did play the game without their star tailback, George Cafigo, who was injured back on week 11. Number three, USC, entered the game undefeated as well, 7-0-2. But although USC was undefeated, they were shut out once in a scoreless tie and had scored less than 10 points three times that season. So the game began, and after the first quarter, it was a scoreless tie. In the second quarter, USC started a drive from their 47. They drove downfield, and that is when, for the first time all season, Tennessee gave up points as Ambrose Schnielder ran a one-yard touchdown run. Going to halftime, the score was 7-0, and the consecutive shutout streak had ended. Going into the fourth quarter, the score stayed 7-0, and in the fourth quarter, Al Kruger, on a two-yard pass from Schnielder, made the score 13 to nothing with the extra point 14 to nothing where the score remained the same until game's end. In all, the Trojans simply outplayed the Vols, stacking up 272 yards to 147 yards, 18 first downs to nine first downs. History will remember the 1939 Tennessee Volunteers as 10 and 1, where in the regular season, this team was undefeated, untied, unscored upon. They are the last team to accomplish this feat. They then lost in the Rose Bowl to USC, 14 to nothing. Aftermath. History will remember General Robert R. Nealon, who coached at Tennessee from 1926 to 1934, 1936 to 1940, and then again from 1946 to 1952, as going 173, 31, and 12, winning 83% of his games. General Nealon served in France in World War I, and then as a brigadier general in World War II. Coach Nealon's version of the Volunteers won four national championships in 1938, 1940, 1950, and 1951. That Rocky Toppy coached 216 games. His defenses were nothing short of legendary. 112 of the 216 games opponents failed to score against his defense. In 17 consecutive regular season shutouts. Both still stand as records today. His teams had two consecutive undefeated streaks of 28 games and of 33 games. Newt Rockney once called Nealon football's greatest coach. Robert Nealon is in the College Football Hall of Fame in the Nealon Stadium, the checkerboard pattern of orange and white, the fifth largest stadium in the country, was named after him. Now, Tennessee went on to a rich and storied program, six national championships, they played in the 1943 Sugar Bowl, where they defeated Tulsa 14-7. In that game, number four, Tulsa entered the game 10-0 and had outscored its opponents by a combined score of 343-32. Number 17, Tennessee entered the game 8-1-1, but late in the fourth quarter, Tulsa drove down to the 13-yard line, but Tennessee intercepted a pass to secure the stunning upset. In 1915, Tennessee defeated Kentucky 7-0 in a game that matched number three, Kentucky, against number nine, Tennessee. It matched two of the all-time greats, Paul Bear Bryant and General Robert Nealon. The game was played in a blizzard, the great Appalachian storm, the storm of the century, in 18-degree weather, six inches of snow in front of 46,000 fans. In 1951, the Volunteers went 10-1 and won the national championship after going 10-0 in the regular season. Had to do that? Well, back then, the AP champion was named before the bowl games. Tennessee went on to have lost to number three, Maryland, in the Sugar Bowl. In 1998, the Volunteers won 13-0 and secured the national championship. The program put out such gridiron greats as quarterback Peyton Manning and defensive lineman Reggie White. And for all the talk of the Tennessee Volunteers' rich football program, there was a season, frozen in time, 
that no program since can lay claim to. When the 1939 Tennessee Volunteers went 10-0 in the regular season, undefeated, untied, unscored upon, the last team to procure this feat. They then lost in the Rose Bowl. Before we leave you today, though, let's try and place USC coach Howard Jones' accomplishments into perspective. In 1939 and 1940, coach Howard Jones' USC Trojans won the Rose Bowl, defeating the last two college football teams to go through the regular season undefeated, untied, and unscored upon. First, it was Duke to lose, a team that was 40 seconds from immortality, and then it was Tennessee. In both Rose Bowl games, the Trojans scored the first points against the Blue Devils and the Volunteers all season. The 1938 and 1939 football seasons, dare I say, we will never see the likes of them again. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode. 